Okay, we're live. Hey guys, this is Remy. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And today we are with Chris Smith. Hey, hey Chris. Guys. All right. How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting to have you on with us today. Thanks so much. You're coming to us from Denison, Texas. Uh, yeah, Texas, absolutely. Best yep. state. <laughs> so you're the a gym owner, you are a CrossFit gym owner, you own the Barbell Republic, right, in Denison? Right, I do. Um, and although my partners aren't on here today, I always have to give them much respect. They're amazing. Without them, there is not a me and vice versa. Marshall Geis and Dustin Bergeron, you know them both quite well. They're, they're awesome guys. Um, yeah. it, it, we're like a three-headed monster. We have a lot of fun. That's always how we refer to ourselves. Um, <laughs> A, lot of, a little bit of infighting and a partnership, but we're like brothers, so it, it makes it work. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and you all are entrepreneurs um, before launching the gym as well? We, we all have other uh, other professions and other businesses outside of the gym that we own. Um, some on first glance, uh, limited thinkers may say, oh, well, that means that you can't put as much attention in your gym. It's actually the opposite. It, it uh we have a businesses to create time and money, and that actually allows us to put more time and energy into what we love. And owning a gym is one of the funnest things that you can do. It's just not fun whenever you don't know how to make money with it. Exactly. So you've learned how to work on the business versus in it. That has always been that has always been our thing. And and really, although it took a lot of time when we first got started, I mean, it's it's really how we set it up day one. I mean, we put time and energy and effort into it, but we sort of kind of hit the ground running with things. Um, and because there were, there was a very healthy partnership. Um, we were able to do things very early on, um, to where we could work on the business and not necessarily always in it. So Do we speak mindset from day one. Yeah. We speak about this a bit later, but first, could you please tell us about the, your experience, you know, with the Max out your gym program and the results that you got? Sure. So we were already doing well. We had gotten to around 100 members, give or take, in our first two years. We'd had to change locations um, within the first year, which was a great problem to have. Uh, so we weren't like, oh, my gosh, we can't do anything or, or we need more clients or we got to have it. It was 100 is great. And we're in a small town. It's, it's not a big town. Um, and it's not a big, highly populated, dense, rich town either. It's very distinct two sides of the tracks in our town still. Uh, mm -hmm. So we, um, but we grew it anyway, and we grew it with, with pretty solid pricing. We've got the same thing that they do in the Metroplex an hour, an hour and a half away. We, our prices are very, very competitive with what's down there. Um, and so we got to a point where like, Hey, we want to work on the business and not in the business even more. And the timing was right. And we always, again, believe mindset and systems. That's two essential things for any entrepreneur and we started shopping around and we knew what was out there and had, had worked with a lot of other gyms, got a lot of gym owner buddies and, um, and then also work with other people in marketing and, and business development and other realms and have experience with that. And so we knew what was out there. We're, we're very, very aware. And I actually started like scouring the back pages. I was like, I want to know who's out there that not everybody knows about yet because I'm looking for the right person, the right people to align with. And, and we agreed on that. And we were not in a rush to get started or to get the system. It wasn't like we were financially strapped or, man, we got to do something. We just know that we want four or five, 600 members through all avenues. Um, by the time we get to the four-year four mark, sort of what we're looking at, five-year mark, um, 
that would be ideal to be rolling and, and pumping on that. So with that in game in mind, we know it's time to take a step, establish the system, start training our staff on it so that we can achieve those long-term and midterm goals. And so just backlogging that so that everybody knows where we were. And we shopped and, and did an interview with uh, Remy and immediately, um, I like to believe I'm a good judge of character. Um, and that was the first thing that I noticed was heart and character with Remy and Steph, you guys. And, um, and we, we had some conversations and I asked some tough questions and probably ground on you a little bit. And, um, and we, we ended up having very productive conversations that were above and beyond just, Hey, let's sign up and do, and, and do the system. And, um, there, there was a lot of goodness there and, and we got started, um, linked the system up, kicked it up and we ran the, the a free type ad right on point like the very first time and I did that because I wanted to test it because if you can have a successful ad with something that says free and you can close business and get business and retain business then you're doing pretty good so I was like let's let's test this bad boy and um, we ran it and we got um I wrote it down roughly uh, 60 new clients in about 45 to 60 days um, about half of them paid uh, 500 bucks um, up front. And most of those uh, continue on as customers. I think all but all but four or five are still clients right now, and uh, about half of them signed up for a membership right on on point, and then we we turned it off. Uh, our house flooded. We hit the holidays, and and there and there we are. But we've we've run some great some great ads. Um, loved them, and getting ready for the new year it feels great. We've got a lot of new projects. We just linked up. Uh, we're partnered with our city. We just opened this huge regional park. We're in charge of the fitness. And um, so we are expanding into that area, and it's great because it's like another gym with unlimited floor space. <laughs> and so that's a new one that we're going. It's awesome to have this in place already because when we talk with the city and we talk with the city development council and we're engaging and they're asking what we're going to do, and it's very easy to go, hey, we've got the program in place. All we got to do is hit the on button. And when we do that, it fills up. Yeah. So along with, with our gym, you know, with our regular CrossFit memberships. Yeah. You just have to hit the on button and then it's on, right? Yes. If it's really sustainable, you know that you can pause it or launch it whenever you want. It, it feels it feels really good, and, and I think if I could take that, bottle it, and give it to gym owners, they wouldn't they wouldn't think twice or you know be held back on whether they're going to or not going to do the program. I mean, it it's just it feels really good to know all you got to do is on. Off and most most people, and this is this is very common for those who are looking at this, either revisiting or maybe looking at this for the first time. Um, most people in in our group, most people who are, who are using this, it's a very common thing for them to be like, "I had to turn it off. I had to turn the ads down. I had to pull back the ad spend because I was too busy. I had too many people coming in in the first week, and I was overwhelmed." That's a good problem to have. And whenever it runs like that, like a well-oiled machine, like a Ferrari. Baby, you, like sky's the limit. I mean, it's the world's your oyster at that point. So, so what would you say to people then who maybe aren't ready for crazy growth, but they do want something sustainable? With the product, right. this is something that you can dial up, right, and dial down. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and to me, that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing is it's not, hey, here's a system, do this, run this ad, do that, go. That's cookie cutter to me. And, and to be completely 100% honest and no other businesses do, do, are people told to do that. Hey, wherever you're at, that's why they have consultants. That's why they have, 
marketing firms and directors, people figuring out what's your problem, what is what what solution do you need, and how are we going to make it work in your market, in your sector, in your line of business. And that's no different, right? We don't escape that in in ownership of a gym. In what we do as a profession, that's you don't escape that. You need to do what's going to work for you, where it's going to work, and um, principles stay the same. Methods change, right? So, you, so there's principles that are at work here, and whenever you learn to tap into those principles, and that's more what this system is about—not jazz, smoke, mirrors, or anything like that. It's what can we do to fit you? What are your needs? If you want 100 members in a month, and that's going to change your life, and you can you can rock that, and that's what you need, you can do that. If you want a long-term, sustainable business that's consistently bringing in 10, 15, 20 new members a month, you can do that. Um, and really, that's what I'm a fan of. Um, I like that. It keeps people coming in on a steady flow. It's predictable, desirable results um, where you have your members coming in, but you've got the infrastructure, you've got your coaches, you've got your classes, you've got your existing members. That never feels like, hey, the owner is just – did something, you know, they just turned something on and flushed all these new people in. Um, it's sustainable. You don't have to necessarily set up a new class for it. You don't have to, you can keep doing right. Cause most, most owners, they had a system before. If someone came in, they called, they went to their website, they do a follow-up appointment with them. They sign them up and they, Hey, go, go to class. <laughs> My coach has you and we're, you're going to be a red shirt. Friend. And everybody's there's little different systems, but you want to make the barrier of entry as low as possible on a financial side for them, but also where it doesn't feel like it's going to be super hard to get in the club. And mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the things as CrossFit grew, you know, speaking to CrossFit, you know, because there's a lot of different gym owners out there and operating different ways. But as CrossFit grew, that was one of those things that from a market standpoint and growth turned into an issue. And some people acknowledge it, some people don't that people, there's a lot of people in the market that need what you have, but they're like, oh, my God, this already looks hard. Then when you get there and they're like, okay, you got to go to this special class at these times, at that time, you got to do this and this and this. They're like, uh, barrier of entry just, just already went, it already shot up on what they probably perceived as, yeah. as a hard barrier of entry to begin with. So not a fan. So at the time you were shopping around, you were looking at uh, other programs to uh, help you with your marketing and sales? What made you uh, choose Mike Southridgen? Okay, so few reasons. Um, over the previous year to two years is when the other companies really sort of kind of started to gain traction. And I knew when they first came out, and I, I consult with other gyms. I've helped a, for a couple of friends open other gyms. Yeah. And, and I don't throw that word around lightly. Like, it's not like, you know, in this day and age, everybody's like, oh, I'm a consultant. I... People call and they ask me, hey, how do I do this? And it just, it is what it is. And um, we had worked together with them. And a couple of them had, had bought into these systems. And I'd been firsthand experienced with what they had been doing and walked through. So that was the first thing. I, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly of what was going on. A lot of things to like. A lot of things to like. And 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 th there were good things that were happening for these guys. But there were also things that were not happening the way that they wanted them to happen. And they were so excited in their first month, right? And for me, I was sitting there like, you got to do this. You got to do this. I said, I am not going to do that. I'm going to wait and I'm going to watch what happens for you over the next six to 12 months. And I know that sounds crazy, but I was not in a rush. I had a system that worked. It was predictable. It was desirable. It did what we needed to do at the time with the amount of coaches we had. 
because it's not in a little town. It isn't like we can just go, hey, we need we're hiring coaches and get five new ones. We have to de- develop from within. It's not it's not like Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, big city. You don't just put up an ad for coaches and they come run it. it doesn't happen. So it's a slow development process for your, to get to get that structure together. And so it was perfect at the time, but I knew where we were going. I knew what the trajectory was, so I had time to wait and watch. And so the main two or three big ballers out there that we all know, um, I watched each and every problem transpire. That I Some that I predicted that I told them, hey, I think this is going to happen if you keep doing it this way. I think this is what's going to happen as the, as the market gets more saturated with people using this product in your area. Here's what I don't like about it, and I'm probably not going to do it. So, therefore, when I started looking, I was looking for a particular set of of systems that were going to behave and do certain things. I didn't know if it existed, but I found it with um, MYOG. So, um, Max out had it, and uh, the coolest thing was early on, right? So, like Remy, I explained some of these things to you in our first few phone conversations, and and you you listened, and that was a really really big deal. A lot of these guys they they're not going to listen to what you say as a gym owner necessarily. It's I'm the master of the universe. You know, I know everything, you know, nothing. And that's sort of how they come off to people and which I've been privy to um, on phone conversations and, and interviews, but um, not healthy, not necessarily a, a winning attitude to me, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it didn't end well. And everybody that I know that was doing that, every, every single one, everyone without fail, that I was had a close relationship that was using the other programs are currently very, very unhappy. Yeah, because it's actually, they are actually not very sustainable, right? Could you, uh, so let's speak about the taboo, right? Uh, the title of uh, our live here is Let's Talk Taboo. <laughs> so the taboo is uh, the difference between revenue, overhead, and profit margin, right? Yeah. And it seems that gym owners that are using some other programs or new program at all. They are just spinning the wheel. They are being busy, right? They pay for consulting. They pay for crazy uh, ad spend budget, right? They are busy. They make a lot of money, but they are also spending a lot in consulting, in Facebook ads. Uh, and actually, the profit margin is not there. Actually, some of them, a lot of them, are in a worse shape now than before starting with the program yeah yeah and and so like that's that's actually very common back alley like like backroom talk right when in in i am a gym owner and having private conversations having a beer at events you get to talking with these guys and it's it's very common actually it's it's that whenever they don't whenever nobody's listening and you're having a heart-to-heart it's man like this isn't working how I wanted it to work Um, or man, they're not really listening to me or man, my ad spend is way too high. And you have some loyal follow. You have some people who've done it and they're having great success with it. We're not saying, right. I'm not saying it doesn't work. What I'm saying is there are inherent flaws with some of the other programs that are out there that don't seem apparent to most gym owners, right? (laughs) They were very apparent to me. and, And now that they're going, they're still there. And it's, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan that there's marketing and that there's there's companies out there that gym owners can tap into because it also sort of kind of goes back to some of these guys when they're complaining. It's like, bro, you could do well with that system. When's the last time you you upgraded? When's the last time you changed? When's the last time you? Yeah, well, it's been six months. Yeah, well, 
okay, you know, it, it, you could probably be doing better because you are also a part of the puzzle there, right? So not blaming everything, but there are definitely some some holes that me personally, I wasn't a fan of and on the end result because ultimately you want to build, you mostly gym owners are in communities and they're building communities and they're building an ecosystem, but they're impacting the immediate community around them, whether they know it or not, they're building that community. And so you're building a brand. You know, a lot of us remember growing up in small towns, especially in, in Texas, local car commercials, you know, and they're still there today. And it's like, where do you go buy a car? If that's where your granddad went and bought a car, because there's a brand, you know, everybody knows they do a lot of charity work in the area. They do this, they do that. There's a brand and there's an association that goes with that. And that's what you're doing. You, you are a CrossFit gym owner. You are in a local community. You are the beacon of health and fitness in your area, whether you realize it or not. And there's a ton of potential there, but you are building a brand. And so you need to build it where it's sustainable. And there's things that you can do from a marketing standpoint that if you do them long enough, you begin to become a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Credibility with your market. Yeah. If you if you are using gimmicky gimmicky marketing, you're naturally providing results for your clients. Then actually, your marketing is not going to help. It's just going to magnify the truth. If you don't have a good gym, it's going to magnify this truth. If you're doing actually. Uh, good things at your gym is going to magnify this, and then this is how you have a, a sustainable, profitable business. But I think that also goes back to yeah. what you mentioned at the beginning, where you said that principles stay the same; those are the foundational elements, but the methodologies methodologies change over time, right? So one of those foundational principles would be you, yeah. your gym, your community. That is the brand, right? And a lot of programs aren't necessarily capturing that specific community. Maybe they're sharing a community at large. Um, and so actually tapping into your community and being able to showcase that then sh shows, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're about. And so regardless of the system that you're using to promote the gym, that stays foundational. That element doesn't change or waver. Yeah so, yeah, so like now the tactics are and methodology is Facebook. But anytime you run an ad on Facebook or people see you in their stream, what they see should reflect your DNA, right? So if you're seeing an ad that's a pre-programmed ad, and, and that's an easy button, right? People, gym owners love that. Gym owners don't want to learn how to do videos and run ads, get on a camera, most of them. <clears throat> but here's the deal. If it's not you, let it be a coach. You know, I'm sure you got a bubbly coach or someone who's funny, who who embodies your culture, put them on camera. If they don't want to do it, get over it. Pay, pay them an extra 50 bucks, right? So like, like, hey, I'll pay $100 to come and stay an hour after, and we'll go ahead and just film 10 clips, and we'll use them over the next six months. But, hey, you're awesome, and people love you, so will you please do a video for me? Uh, and so when it's, when it's not your gym and it's not you and it's not your culture, eventually that has an impact. You don't think so at first, man, it's working. It's working. I'm getting got 50 people this month. It's working. It is, but the, the clock's ticking. There, there's things that are, that your markets, they're, they're going to begin to see. There's unspoken when they show up, you don't think it's a big deal, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, like over the course of time, it absolutely is a big deal. If you could put a timeline on it, you could track it. Hey, I had a hundred new members come in over the last six months. 
and they all saw a video that wasn't me. It wasn't in my gym. And yes, some of them signed up, right? But you instantly planted a seed of like, dude, what the hell? Like this wasn't, this isn't the gym that was on there. And I saw another gym down the road run the same ad. Who's, what's what's going on? And, and it, and it's a great idea, right? It's, it's, it's not necessarily wrong or bad. It's not the best and don't let good become the robber of best. Um, So you really want to grow your brand. That's one of the very, very small things, man. Like, like, People see that. They see that. And eventually it impacts your market because they come in, they go tell their friends. I mean, you'd be surprised how much people talk. And, and what's funny is a lot of times the people who don't sign up in your gym, maybe because they can't afford it or it was too long of a drive or the schedule didn't work out. Oddly, they, they talk a lot more. It, you'd be surprised that they'll go in and everybody wants to, how was your interview? What, was that, what happened at the gym thing you went to? And it spreads two, four, six, eight, ten. You may never meet those people. Some one of their friends may come in, but it spreads. It absolutely spreads. So when you're running an ad or you're doing a video or you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook, you're running a booth or you're at a local charity event or anything that you're doing, your culture and your DNA and who you are and what you're about needs to be on display. Exactly. That's what draws people. That's what keeps people. That's what makes people like you because they're buying you. That doesn't change on Facebook or in an ad. Exactly. And this is what we want to teach, right? Within, uh, with our program, we want to, uh, to teach you how you can build your own marketing materials and not share the marketing materials with like a, th- a thousand uh, gyms, right? Uh, yep. It is more of a personal growth program because at the end of the day, people buy you. Uh, and then sure, the tactics are important. Sure, we're going to teach you uh, Facebook ads or, you know, tactics, right? But yep. Let's say tomorrow uh, Facebook dies and uh, now we are all uh, using, I don't know, virtual reality and holographs. <laughs> well, we're going to teach just that, right? It doesn't matter the, tacti- the tactics. Tactics uh, come and go, right? What matters is you, right? Your personality and the results that you can provide. And that's one of the things that, like, right? So it appears on the surface, it, right? You can... Be all about personal growth. You can be motivational, right? I don't. I don't need to be motivated. I, I don't personally. I, I don't need to be motivated. And a lot of gym owners, I think, are strong type A person, and they probably say the same thing, dude. I don't need to be motivated. Although motivation is great and a nice quote, and all, it's all great. I put up. I put up motivational quotes right on my Facebook page. You hear something that impacts you, put it up. But you have to lead yourself. And one of the things about this system that sets things apart is. Because people buy you, you've got to work on you. And I think it was Jim Rohn said it. I'm sure someone said it before him. You cannot chase money and ever get enough, but you can become the kind of person to where money and success chases you. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things about this program that I noticed right away is really at the heart and core of it is you becoming the best you that you can become. And whenever you get done with this program, when you link up with this team, who you are on the back end of it will far surpass every other thing that you that you got out of it. And because you, you become part of a tribe that believes that and does that and practices that. Um, and so you become. And the more you become, now those those things you want, they begin to chase you down, right? Because you're you're drawing it, you're attracting it into your life, into your business, into your everything that you're doing. When you go through the system, right, it's not just about your gym getting better. 
right. You're going like your marriage is going to get better. Your relationships are going to get better. Your, you know, your leadership skills are going to become better. You're probably going to walk away and you're going to learn things here that if you wanted to start another business, you're going to be able to take and to apply at anything else that you do. And there's not a lot of systems out there that are really heavy on that, right? They might motivate you and they may have a, a polarizing figure, you know, Oh, look at this guy or that guy, or man, he knows a lot. He's a big deal. And that's awesome. You can take the meat and leave the bones. You can learn some things, but they're not going to pour into you and they're not going to do, and they don't have the DNA that is here in the max at your gym family. There's not, I'm, I'm very familiar with all of them. They all have their, their positive attributes and features and they're good. And if that's, if that's what fires you up and, when you shop around, if you're watching this right now, you shop around and you, you're going, you're going to go for a program. Great. I'm excited that your mindset is on growth and Hey, I got to do something to grow my gym. I'm, I've got to move forward. I got to invest in my success. I'm pumped up about that, but I'm telling you on the back end, when you go through the system, you've gone through another system. That's good too, right? If it didn't work out the way it, it, that you wanted it to, you know, I like to relate it to dating. I dated a lot of girls before I met my wife. <laughs> so the first one that I thought I was going to marry didn't work out. I didn't go, you know what? I think I'm going to think I'm going to swing the other way. <laughs> girls just don't work for me. Right. I just, just isn't going to work. I didn't get mad. I was like, well, dang, I know that I still like girls. Well, if you still like success, if, if you still like success, then and you've tried another program, um, they're they're not all the same. They're not, and um, that's what I would tell somebody right now. It, it was just another girl. It didn't work out. It wasn't the one that you married, man. Okay, yeah. so y'all broke up. It didn't work. That's okay. Cut your ties. You know, quit pouting. Wipe your nose. Go eat, and let's move forward. Let's go out on a date. You know, let's make some things happen. Let's move forward here. Maybe this is the one you marry because it'll change your life. So it's true that uh, we don't have a magic pill, right? Actually, we don't have the easiest program out there. If you're looking for a magic pill, then, you know, stop, stop watching this Facebook Live because it's going to go away. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> this is not our DNA. We, we don't do magic pills. Uh, but we sure help you with your own personal growth so that then you become a successful business owner. Right. And we are about automation. We are about scaling because that's how you build a long-term business, right? You need to have the tools in place. And so we believe that we have those elements. And as the market changes, we reinvent. So our, our team and our tribe is well-equipped, but that is not the magic pill. Yeah, The magic pill, actually, if you want one, is you. It's right? your Right. If you have the right mindset, switching the tactics, it's so easy, right? Yeah. Oh, let's not do Facebook ads anymore. Let's do uh, holographs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have the mindset already, so you can execute, implement on the tactics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so easy to change the tactics. Sure. And that's what we're here for, right? Experts yeah. in marketing and sales to equip our teams so that we can say, hey, you know what? The market's moving, and we're going to do something new. And we recently launched um, a really awesome new campaign for our students. And so we're always reinventing in that capacity, but truly it's based on our gym owners, on you, Chris, on, on, on the tribe and how you're coming to your community. 
And um, I really love something you talked about when you were saying growth, right? Where a lot of gym owners will have, let's say, 100 people walk into their door and they're stoked and excited. But then over time, they realize that, you know, maybe that margin is actually not as great as they thought, right? So I'm a big, I'm balling, but hold on. Also, I I spent this month what I made this month last year. In, in ads, I didn't even didn't even get a new gym, new facility, new equipment. Is all all ads and marketing and and uh, and paying for somebody to motivate me. Yeah. So they seem to be successful, but actually the profit margin is not better. It's actually sometimes and oftentimes worse. Yeah. What's your bottom line, man? Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Sure, you appear to be busy because your, you know, your gym is full. You're spinning the wheel. You're working uh, 60 hours a week. But then what? You, you just got a new big shinier hamster wheel. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just a bigger job. And actually, if you are too busy, you won't be able to over-deliver. You won't be able to get the results for your clients because you're just too busy. And then it's not sustainable. No. It also leads to burnout, right? We've been having a lot of conversations with gym owners who've been using different programs, and they said, you know what? Although I have more revenue, I have more money that's been flowing through my bank accounts, and I have a lot more people who are showing up at my gym, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And if I stop it, I lose all the revenue. Everything goes away instantly, and so I have to keep at this rate in order to sustain myself. And so they're getting burnt out. It's not actually automating their life. It's not, um, yeah, it's creating more work for them instead of less. So now they can't exit the business because they have so much workload. um, They have to keep up. Yeah. Because then the the only slave to your system, it's the wrong system. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes they only count on the front, uh, Front end cash, right? Yeah, it's like a waiter waiting tables. But then they forget you know, the, the members and the EFTs. Yeah, I feel rich because I got it in my hand right now. Exactly. But what do you make? What what is it? What is it in six months from now? You turn that off. What's your what's your sustainable business? If you turn off the the five hundred dollar ads, if you turn off the the challenge, you know, and you just have members and you let it sit there. For three months, four months, five months, what is it? And that's what I call a walkaway business. Let's say you turn off all marketing and you take a six-month vacation to go to the beach. First of all, do you have the money to do it? Second of all, when you come back, is your business still paying you? Is the system still going? And that's let's yes. that means cut the challenges off. That's what I call promotional. Um, in, in my mind, my line of work, call that promotional volume. Promotional cash, promotional bonus is what you're getting. It's that's extra. That's bonus. That's awesome. If you turn that off, are your members still there? Are they still signing up? Are they are they sitting and staying? Is your business still growing? You walk away for six months. You come back. Do you still have a stack of cash? Are still getting results for your clients? And now you're getting a bunch of referrals because all of your members are getting the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. That's where that funnel starts to get big again. The bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How might you encourage maybe some listeners who have maybe experienced what we're talking about, right? Where they've had a, an upward growth 
but now everything else is is kind of meeting them right and they're like at this stagnant point where they're they're one overwhelmed they're overworked they haven't begun to exit their business they've created more work for themselves um and they're seeing all these members come in but now they're watching all these members walk away so at the end of the day they're either net or under how might you encourage them or what might you say to them in that position okay so i would First of all, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Um, it, right? I mean, it really, it, it's going to be okay. Um, you can only stay frustrated about, like, where you're at if you don't plan on it changing. So it's now we've got to find a way to change it, right? And so you got to think about the men, the mission, and anything that comes between the men and the mission. That simplifies everything for me. I always go back to that. And so – if I've got a system that's doing that and it's not working. So first of all, obviously I'm going to work on me. What do, what do I, what do I need to change? And you don't need to go on a huge, long, deep, like self-absorbent journey and, you know, and go sit on top of a mountain somewhere to figure out what's wrong with you. Okay. You just need to like look in the mirror, be real simple, real quick. What's the number one thing that I probably need to change? Ask if you got a spouse, ask them, you got a business owner, ask them, they'll be honest. Be like, dude, punch me right in the face right now. What do I need to do? Ask, ask a few of your trusted clients. Hey, what do you see that's wrong with the gym? What do you see that's, that's maybe wrong? I'm asking you to give me feedback. I'm not going to get mad at you. Tell me and get honest feedback from a person. So I believe in that, but the men, the mission, anything that comes between it. First of all, identify your mission. To me, if you own a gym and you're not having fun, there's something wrong. The, the owning a gym is one of the funnest business, businesses that you could ever, ever have, but you've got to be a professional. If you're not having fun at it, that's why you started it. So don't forget why you started it. The men, I would say in this scenario, is not only serving your clients and your people, are you providing them a life-changing service and a great place to come where it's the best part of their day and they never want to leave. Now it's about your family and you and your bank account. That's the men. Am I providing a wonderful solution and situation for my family and yeah. for the future of my family? Because that that it's a bit still a business and you should, you've got the part of it that makes you happy. You're working on something that you don't consider a job, but yet it feels like a job. Well, it means you're doing it wrong. Okay. So let's change it. If what the system I have is starting to make that hard and I can tell that I've been on the hamster wheel, then I need to reassess that. Be honest with yourself, man. The system has got me wore out. But I know that I love CrossFit. I know that I love the gym. I know that I love what I, when I started out with this, you had a fervor, you had a passion and never doubt in the darkness what God showed you in the light. Okay. Mm -hmm. So don't, and he's, he's not a double minded God. Okay. So if you were pumped, it was a passion. You've gone through this. You've got it started and you're doing it. Remember what, what you started this for. Okay. And, and it's probably evolved. Okay. But if you're putting your time and energy into a business, it better take care of your family. Number one, let's get that clear right now. It had better take care of your family. Let's, you need to get that there right now. This isn't a little dip. You treat it like a hobby, it's going to pay you like a hobby. You treat it like a business, it's going to pay you like a business. Okay, you are CEO of your business. You are a CEO. Get that in your mind. You need to make decisions. People, their plates, not only your family, but also others are depending on the decisions you make and how you decide to grow. So get with it. Okay, so slap yourself in the face, get with it. You got the men, you got the mission, and anything that comes in between. And if the system that I currently have is coming between the men and the mission, cut it out. It, it's it's real simple. Like 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 decision making gets really simple for me in that point. 
where it's, who are the men? Well, it's my family and my members and my partners. And if we're not thriving, then in the mission of, of bringing financial success and changing people's lives and getting them fit and healthy and doing it and, and me being healthy as I go and making myself happy and enjoying what I do. If I'm not, cause that's probably why you started a business. You wanted to enjoy it. That's why you started a gym. I mean, come on, who, who starts a gym to, to be miserable? Nobody. <laughs> so it's a fun business, especially a CrossFit environment. Identify those things and then anything that comes in between it. And to me at this point, when a system is starting to break you down, wear you out and burn you out and change who you are and you're no longer passionate, you don't necessarily need to change the scenery because where are you going to find, what, are you, what else are you going to do? Wait, what else are you going to do? You're not going to find anything that's this fun where you can wear sweats and go work out and make a lot of money and do what you like to do. Remember that. That's why you started it. You, where, what else are you going to do? I mean, you're going to start an Instagram handle and travel. I mean, you and like everybody else in the world, like you can't get paid that way. I'm sorry. I know you think you can and some people are, but not, not this guy, right? <laughs> Have fun with it. Go men mission. Anything that comes in between it. So I know I rambled a little bit there, but if your system is not serving the men or the mission yeah. out and change it. Yeah. We really believe that to have a successful business, you need lifestyle, income, and contribution. Right? And you can't have that without a system. Yeah, otherwise, you might as well just work at, at Walmart. Exactly. As a coach, in a gym, as an employee, and at least you won't be stressed, you won't work as much, and oftentimes, actually, the coaches are getting paid more than the gym, self-employed gym owners. Quite common. Quite common. And it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening in our industry, but it is. And, it, and it's common, and it's widely accepted. There's this bleeding heart, starving artist lifestyle of, well, it's just a thankless job running a gym. I'm just serving all these people, getting them fit, and Man, you know, I I still got to work my job. I'm not making any money. That basically 90% of gym owners. Yeah, we all the time say, well, it's my labor of love. It shouldn't be that way. I can't roll my eyes hard enough. I mean, sure, you want to have a contribution, but also lifestyle and also income. If you're losing money or just breaking even, then it's not sustainable. And then actually you won't be able to contribute if it's not sustainable. You have to help yourself first so that you can help others and have an impact on their lives. That's when you wake up and you're like, man, you get on the CrossFit affiliates board and it's like thinking about selling my gym. My family's really suffering. My wife's threatening a divorce. Well, that's because you didn't recognize the problem soon enough. It's not that you need to change the gym. It's not because wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) If it wasn't the gym, it's going to be a new job, a new cush job somewhere that's taking all your time that somebody pays you. And the more they pay you, the more they own you, fool. Okay. So, but you're not getting to lift weights. <laughs> At least at a CrossFit gym, if things are bad, you can go clean. You can go, you can go do some power cleans, some deadlifts, blow off some steam and clear your mind. Like you can't do that. You're not going to do that in the office. So it's like wherever you go, there you are. You don't have to change the business, change the mechanism. I mean, not that you shouldn't. I mean, if you know that you need out of this and your heart is absolutely no longer in it and you hate it, I mean, by all means, move on. But before you do, remember why you started. Yes, exactly. And you can make a lot of money. Yeah. You can do very, very well. You can still be a heart-centered entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be this labor of love. 
you can still come from that place where you are giving with to your community, but your family is being taken care of. Like the thing I loved that you said was, number one, your family should be taken care of by your system. Yeah, exactly. So like, let me ask you this. If you're stressed out, not making enough money, and you're worried about paying your electric bill and your spouse is like, dude, I think you need to get another job on top of this. And that's a conversation you're having. That's stressful. How much are you really serving people? You're not. Is it easier to serve people in that scenario or is it easier to serve people in a scenario where you're like, maybe you're not rich, but you're like, dude, we made 8K this month, made 10K this month from our gym, and my spouse is now going part-time instead of full-time. They love the gym, and my kids see their dad. Now you're healthy, you're happy, you're whole. Do you think that you're able to give more out of that tank than the other? Right, and so it's all perspective shift. It's okay to make a lot of money. As a matter of fact, I mean, people who make a lot of money tend to make the largest contributions in the world. Exactly. It is what it is. You do that when your lantern is full, right? Not when your lantern is empty and you have no light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. been snuffed out by, by death <laughs> and misery. <laughs> so hey, Chris, are you familiar with the, the, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki? Absolutely, man. Cashflow Quadrant is my favorite thing. Yeah. So the cash cash flow quadrants for people that don't know, uh, so it's four quadrants, employee, self-employed, business owner, and then investor. So if you're an employee, you have a job and you're trading time for money. Yeah. If you're self-employed, you own the job, right? It's it's your job that you created for yourself, but you're still trading time for money. You still have to coach to to, uh, to generate money. I have hours for dollars. Exactly. And then you have the business owner. And now this is when you're, you start uh, having some lever- leverage. Now you're not trading time for money anymore. Now you have systems and you have uh, a team that make the system work. Right? Yep. And you can actually exit. You don't have to uh, work in your business anymore. Now you can work on your business. You work on your marketing. You work on your sales. You work on your on building your team. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You work on building your team, and 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 now actually you can exit. And if you want to go for a month uh, in Mexico to drink uh, tequilas and be by the beach, you can, right? Because yeah. you have the system in place, you have the team. And now you are not trading uh, your time for money anymore. Um, and. And in a way that I like to look at this, right? And I did the visual so so our friends can look at it. Yeah. 90, like ninety seven percent of people are over here, and they're fighting for about three percent of the income. About three percent of people live over here, and they control ninety seven percent of the income. Exactly. So do I want to go? If I'm going to go fish in a pond, do I want to go fish in a pond? where there's 97 people fishing for three fish. Or if somebody told me, hey, dude, you way back there, you got a, it's a long hike and you got to put your little canoe on your, on, your, on your shoulder and it's, a long, it's muddy and it's slick and it's hard. And it's going to take you a while to get there. You know, but, but when you get there, there's only three people back there and there's, there's 97 fish in this little bitty pond. Which pond do you want to fish in? Exactly. Right? So... Anyway, yeah. uh, we find that uh, many, many gym owners stay stuck in this self-employed quadrant. Even if they get a program, 
right? They just they're stuck in it. Our goal at Max Archer Gym is to make you transition from self-employed to a true, real business owner. And if you want to coach, sure, it's great, but do it as a hobby because you want to to coach people as a hobby, but not because you have to trade your time for money. Yeah, and that's that goes back to like I had a note here. Where is it? Yeah, there it is. Um, everything. So this was a note like I was going to like say, like if you're thinking about doing it, but it, but it works, right? If you're, if everything that's telling you not to move forward with this program is from the main, the same exact mindset and belief system that has you exactly where you are right now currently. It's got the, it's, that's what's got your bank where it is. It's what's got your relationships where it is. It's what has your gym membership where it is. You've got to change it. And yeah. so you, you have to, you have that same, if, if all you've ever done is, is you've been an employee before, I don't care even if you went to school for business. If all you've been up until this point, and this is the first venture you've had where you own a business because you wanted to own a gym, you have got to be brutally honest with yourself. That puts you in control. It is your fault. It is your fault that you're not winning. And that's a good thing because that means it's going to be your fault whenever you do awesome. Okay, that's, it's, not, it's not the market, it's not my city, it's not the prices, it's not the other gym owners in town, it's not, you know, CrossFit just doesn't do enough marketing for us, it's stop whining, right? It's, it is your fault, and that is a liberating thing, it is your fault. So change, it is a good thing to change. It's like, like the, if you think that like the cost of change is expensive, wait until you get the bill for staying exactly the same, because that's <laughs> So like it's painful to realize this, right? It's like, oh, it's my fault. Ah. But also it's like, ah, but I can do something about it. Yes, now you can do something. Now the power is in your hands. Whenever it's everybody else's fault, that means that the power is in their hands. It's it's right there. Whenever it's my fault, I'm in control. Exactly. And when when I'm in control, hey, whatever I gotta do, whatever I gotta do to figure this out. And so that's what this environment provides because it is a common problem most gym owners started it because they were good trainers generally employee mindset right even if you were a trainer even if you were a successful trainer before and you're like you like took you you worked in the gym and all the clients followed you out of it because you're awesome you're amazing dude that's great you got some natural things going for you but that's raw ability and talent and attraction that you're drawing people to you you're a good trainer you're not a good business person you not yet you're not who taught you? Who did you hang out with that, that does really, really well? Who have you been around? Who Who's shown you exactly what you need to do, how to set up your books, set up your finances, give you systems? You don't know that. And, then, and none of us do. You never get to a point where you're like, hey, I got it all. I got it all. The most successful people and the wealthiest people are also tend to be, they also tend to be the most humble, and they're usually listening and, and watching and seeing what else new that they can learn in the market because they realize that things change. They don't always come off like an arrogant jerk, right? They're not Tony Stark. That's for the movies. So, um, I mean, you do have some like that, but, um, so yeah, it's lost my train of thought there a little bit. No, right. right on. So, you know, we're going into a new year and we probably have a dichotomy between people who are super pumped. They look at their numbers. They feel confident. Um, they're excited to go into this new season. And then we probably have people that we've been talking about who are discouraged. They're worn out. They're run down. And now they're looking at themselves and they're saying, okay, it's me. 
right? I got to change me first in order to shift things into my business. What would you say to them um, if they are considering max out your gym? How would you encourage them to take this leap of faith? A lot of people, you know, hold back. They look at uh, marketing as an expense. Here we look at marketing as an investment into your success. The, the lack of marketing is an expense. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. So we want to turn yeah. that. What would you say to them? Yeah, so like, first of all, when you, mo first of all, look at marketing over the course of a year to two years. Okay, like, like that's, that's, that's number one. What is it, and if you want to look at it like a cost, that's cool. That's fine. It's not, but we're just going to use, I want to use that word just because that's where some people's mindset is. It's a cost. Okay. So it's a cost. Now, if it cost me $10,000 and because I invested that $10,000, I upgraded my mind, I upgraded my systems, I upgraded my gym and it's duplicatable. I can duplicate it and show my people how to do this system. And because it's an essential part, right? No, no systems are, first of all, let's identify that. No business thrives without proper, clean, crisp marketing. It doesn't. It, you, I mean, you, you think you're immune to it for some reason? That you just, oh, I know how to run Facebook ads. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. um, you don't. Um, and so, like, let's identify that first. Like, what are we even talking about? This is a business. So if my mindset is I'm now a business owner, I'm CEO, of, and I'm master of my own destiny, and people are depending on me. First of all, remember that. People are depending on you. They're not even there in your life yet, probably. Some of them are, but more are coming. As your business grows and expands, there's going to be more people who depend on you to change their life, impact their life. You're going to have employees, people who need to make money, have a great place to work, and become great trainers that you can help impact. They're not even in your life yet, but they're coming. So back to what I was saying, $10,000. And if I invest this $10,000, that means that instead of making 40 this year, I make 140. Now, and it's always easy, like hindsight's 2020. That's what you're going to do if you invest in a good, solid marketing system. But it's not just marketing, right? You could go, it, which, by the way, do something. And, and hopefully you're already doing something. And now you're looking at an upgraded system, something more complete, something better to help you grow as a business owner. Because a lot of marketing that you pay for in other sectors, you're going to pay 10000 a month. You might pay 5000 and then, it, right? And so it's really not expensive. You bought equipment for your gym, okay? Equipment for your gym does not bring clients. You probably invested more than $10,000, probably more than $20,000 on equipment before you ever had one single client. But you knew. Had to have the bumper plates you knew you had to have the rubber match you knew you had to have the rig okay you didn't bat an eye to do that because man people have to have that to work out but you failed to i think you should at least equally invest in the mechanism although you can't see it touch it grab it smell it i mean we all love the smell of rubber bumper plates and new flooring and right and so do <clears throat> Did you say something? No, I said it's not something that is physical. physical. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you moved your lips, so I thought there was no sound coming. Okay, I had to double check because you were like. <laughs> so I was like, okay, is the sound not working? So <laughs> you, why didn't you match the mechanism to bring people in? 
That is a it's a business. You've got to have something to bring people in. You've got to have something to then nurture those people. You need to not only nurture your leads, but you need to nurture your clients when they're there, and you need a complete system, right? And so if you've got a great culture and, and you're awesome, which, by the way, if you're changing people's lives at all and you're putting them through a good fitness routine and they're losing some weight, you're impacting their life. I mean, if that's all you're doing and you're not a super personable guy, that's cool. Bring people into your gym who are. <laughs> Find coaches and trainers who are and identify your system, right? So for us, we're all business. We have a lot of fun. But Dustin Marshall and me, we're like like the kings of shenanigans. And people know it. Like they, like that they cannot get over how ridiculous that we are. I mean, we're like three full-grown man children. It's always something. Literally always something. You cannot come to a class without probably ending up on the floor laughing and, and peeing yourself. And it's just, it just happens. It's just who we are. It's like, it, literally, it's like watching a video of pandas, but they're wearing a flag underwear and swinging around some barbells. It's like, what's happening? And so, um, but that, that translates into our whole group and people come in and there's, they might be sort of quiet at first, but we know we're all about shenanigans, man. Like, like, and our group starts to get that. So guess what? Classes are, they're, they're stinking fun. Like we have incredible fitness. We have a high level of professionalism and excellence. I would put our coaching staff in the little old Denison, Texas, because we have managed to get some incredible people. I put it up against any staff in the country. I mean, our staff knows how to program. They're top notch. I mean, complete total freaking nerds when it comes to programming. They know how to get Sally from point A to point B, and they know how to get John from point A to point B. One's fifty and one's twenty. I mean, doesn't matter. They they know what they're doing. So. Back to your question, I feel like I got off track. Why not? Why aren't you investing in your business? You, you're you are on a ship and you're saying, you know what? I'm on this ship, but I don't need diesel. I'm out in the middle of the ocean. We got people on board. We're fine. What you don't realize is that you're dying. And whenever the diesel fuel runs out because you didn't buy enough, that you're just going to be floating in the ocean having a party. But what happens when the food runs out? Yeah. What happens when, when you can't get to port? Right. That's essentially what you're doing when you're like, I'm not going to invest in a marketing system because are you like you're a gym owner. That's great. You probably came from an employee background. You probably worked somewhere before you came here. You probably fell into into one side of that cash flow quadrant. You're probably on this side somewhere. And even as you own a gym, you're probably still right here until you change your mindset. And then you become a business and an investor in your business where you sit back in your system, your gym earns money for you, brings money to you no matter what you do. Walk away business. Um, not that you'd ever walk away from your gym. You love it. Keep investing in it. Be there, right? Um, why, why aren't you? I mean, that, I mean it's, it's very hard for me to put myself in that perspective, but I do realize that's where most gym owners are. So I can't do this. Why? Wait, why? You, did, you, did you buy equipment before you... You, you bought equipment and you paid rent on a building. You did all of those things before you ever had one client. Why are you not matching that with a mechanism that brings you clients? Would you not like to have an easy button where you can go boop and it goes? The reason you're not investing is because you don't believe in you. And that's always the case. It's you. You don't think you're going to follow through. You don't think you're going to do it, although your lips say, well, I don't know if a system like this is going to work. I don't know if it's for me. Dude, drop the pride and ego. You don't believe in you, man. Like, it is what it is. Like, like, that's the truth. You don't believe in you. You don't think you're going to execute it. You don't think you're going to follow through. And frankly, you probably don't really want to put the work into it. 
So that's really why you're probably sitting on the fence. So drop, drop that, get real with yourself, decide what you want. And then this gets crystal clear and easy on moving forward is what it is. <laughs> Can't say anything to that. Truth, <laughs> Truth drop right there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. All right. That's wisdom right there. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, uh, I'm speaking about CrossFit Dimonas because you are one, but they have the CrossFit level one uh, diploma, right? And then they're like, okay, I'm just going to invest 30K into uh, equipment and uh, I'm going to uh, get the facility, right? 2K a month. And boom, that's it. I'm a gym owner. <laughs> uh, you also need the system, the marketing and the sell system. It's, it's mandatory as the CrossFit level one is, as the facility is, as the equipment is. It's as it's as mandatory as the other ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's more important. If if you don't have the people, you don't have anything. Yeah. Because you don't have, you don't have the people, it doesn't matter. Even more, you don't have a business. more important because I would say that the facility is not that important and that the equipment is not that important. You could start. I'm sorry, cut out. I didn't hear you. No, you could start a fitness business in the park with no equipment. You do just uh, you just do body weight exercise, right? Yeah. And if you have a marketing and sales system, you can already transform uh, lives, transform bodies without any facility, without any equipment. Yeah, one of the most successful uh, trainers that I know uh, was in the DFW area, and this was ten years ago. Guy did everything. His people bought their own jump rope. They bought their own kettlebell. They bought their own yoga mat. That was all they bought, essentially. And they showed up, and he had trained. He was in a parking lot that was the size of the Dallas Cowboys parking lot, and it was a it was a thing to behold. You would walk out, and you'd see him, and you'd see trainer. They'd have classes, like 10, 12, 15 different uh, coaches coaching, right, all, all across different parts of the park. It's like literal ocean of people, and this was every morning and every evening every morning and every evening and they had their, their faction of people. And you're talking five, 600 people in a parking lot all in one spot. All this guy, when you, this guy just had checks sitting on his table. I mean, it, it literally just sitting on his table. And it was because at the time he understood mechanism and systems and marketing. And he did really good. He was ahead of everybody else in what he did. And he didn't have one ounce of equipment. He didn't have, he, he, it, so you're basically talking no overhead. He just paid rental for the parking lot that he used. Yeah. It's just almost nothing. The fitness clients are not paying you for the nice facility, for the fan that is in your facility, for the AC, for the restrooms and the nice toilet paper in it. They are not paying for that. Right? They are not paying for the nice kettlebells or the nice barbells. They are paying for the fun, the community. The results. Mm-hmm. You don't need the facility and the equipment for that. Yeah, and that's it, right. And those things are nice. And and I like you got to have a nice restroom, right? I, that's that's almost <laughs> that's almost a principal level to me. And uh, even now, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, man, we need to upgrade our restroom a little bit some more. Again. We 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 keep doing it. I'm like, no, we need to make it right. Then it's it's becoming you're know, getting fancier, right? But it's not what's the most important. But the proof is in the pudding. 
if you look, when CrossFit exploded and grew, that's a perfect example of, hey, people aren't buying the nice restrooms, right? It's nice to have it. It, it is. And, and we have these conversations on affiliate on affiliate owners pages. They talk about it all the time. And it's little tweaks and things that you can make when you're, right, you may feel like you're competing with an Orange Theory or something like that in your area. And that's great. I mean, obviously, if you feel like you need to upgrade, for sure, by all means, upgrade, but don't put that in front of getting people into your gym because you get people into your gym, now you got more money. The 10000 or the 15000 or the 20000 wherever you invest in marketing is going to come and go. It's, it's going to come. It's going to go. It's going to be in the past soon enough. I promise you that. And now it's what you're going to do is you're going to look up and go, what am I spending now monthly? What am I investing monthly? And how many people do I have? And what's the profit? That that's the only that that's going to change. That what you invest to get a good marketing system and a good program like this. That's it's going to come. It's going to go. You're going to look back. You're going to be six months down the road. You have the money, and if you've got the people, then hey, you can upgrade all day long. But don't upgrade. Don't put that in front of. I see that all the time too. Well, we needed a new facility with what people, right? There's you. You may have one in a hundred people who are like, dude, we just built a new facility and our in our our gym blew up. Like we had a hundred members and we just built a new facility and don't know what it was, but we've gotten a new, into a new spot. And first, first of all, there's a certain set of criteria that if you go, go, you go study that, that must be met in order for that to be the reality. And it's, it's usually the exception. It, it's not, it's not the rule that you're going to build a new place and they're going to come. So don't put your hope in that. That's, that's like, I mean, just, it's like, it's like throwing a quarter in a fountain. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, I actually see that a lot. Gym owners do that. They put the horse in front of the carriage. But if you look at how CrossFit grew, it was it's so unique that it was – it's literally not even called a gym. It's called a box because it was in people's garages or sheds. Mm-hmm. Yes. And why? And it wasn't just because, oh, it had a fight club feel. No, it was because it was because of the environment. It was the first place where it didn't feel generic. You weren't coming to a gym. It was different. It was community. And people are still buying that. CrossFit success was based on principles, not tactics. If you look at how it expanded and how it grew and how it blew up, it expanded, it grew, and it blew up because it was community. People had a place that was fun, where they belonged. You could crack jokes. It feels good, right? You, especially parents. Hey, you work all day. You're dealing with your kids. You come to an hour of class, and it's like I can crack a dirty joke, and nobody's going to – I can just be me. Like, whatever. We're all going to laugh about it. Like – not that they, you just go to CrossFit and crack dirty jokes, but you can't quit <laughs> it. Um, and so, but it feels good to be an adult. It feels good to have your time. It feels good to be around other people, camaraderie, right? You can't get away from it. That's why CrossFit grew. And they were doing it in grungy, nasty, rusty gyms. Not that, hey, go have a grungy, nasty, rusty gym, but why? That's a, you're right. If you ask quality questions, you're going to get quality answers. Why were there people with 100, 200 clients and they were working out of a place that smelled like sweat, had like moisture stains on the wall because because it flooded once and and the barbells are rusty and the equipment's trash. But, you know, and they took two by fours and pipe that they bought at Home Depot and made a pull up rig. But yet, man, everybody loves it. and They're paying one hundred and fifty dollars a month to come here. Why? You know, that that what made that a, a reality has not changed. It wasn't the tactics that made CrossFit successful. It was the principles. It was the things that humans need. So provide an awesome place, get people in there, and you can make your facility as nice as you want. I like nice things. I, I mean, we do. I mean, we, 
I mean, I get it, but you don't have to have that now. That's not what's going to bring people into your gym and put more money in your pocket well, and provide a better quality of life for you. With gym owners, and they're like, oh, I want to have a, I don't know, a new racks. I want to have a, a new, uh, I want to extend. I want to shower in the bathroom. I want. Yeah. Okay, but is that really bringing new clients? Yeah, I mean. It's fans. Yeah. It's, it's nice, sure. But it's just a new expense, and it's not going to bring any new clients. Yeah, right. So let's put a timeline on that. Well, I want a new shower. Cool. Let's launch the program. You can be done with it in a week. Launch it, and you can literally have enough money. Right. So we we did we did that. We wanted to get some new equipment. We started the program instead, and we could have done it either way. We're like, we can do it. We're like, hey, let's launch the program, and when we hit XYZ members, we'll buy. We'll we'll place an order for some new equipment. We we had some new stuff we wanted. What we did is we made it reward based, for like reward yourself for work. Yeah. And so we're like, we'll do that. Our new clients will like it. Our old clients that we already had, they're there, that are established, they're going to appreciate it. And so, like, right, so let's do a timeline. We started, and within six weeks, we placed a $10,000 order and paid cash for it for fun because we had new people, and we had the extra finances above and beyond what, what our current nut was. We were already doing well, and then we just took that, and we were like, well, let's, let's save it up, and we had extra bonus cash because we launched the program, paid it off, own it, then made an extra 10000 and this was in about, a matter of about six to eight weeks. And at the end of that, we paid cash for about $10,000 worth of new equipment. Got a bunch of the new Rogue Echo bikes, new storage. We put all kinds of Rogue, like Rogue awesome, crazy thick, big, huge, heavy-duty stuff up. Changed out a whole wall, instantly changed the look of our gym. And got all kinds of new equipment and change plates and just freshen up the whole place. And every, you know what? Everybody loved it. New members, existing members, everybody felt great about it. So it's big weeks. <laughs> Exactly. It's the difference between instant gratification, right? You get a spike of gratification, but then actually it just goes down. Yeah. Well, invest investing a little bit, right? So you have a dip, but then boom, you go up. Right? Yeah, I mean, you've got the money, and you're like, oh, I need to buy new showers to do the marketing system. Like, what the what the frick are we even talking about? Like, I want to spend money on showers that is that's not going to bring me. It will over a six-month period, right? So, like, having a kid's area is definitely a positive. It's going to – you're going to attract and keep those people who are like, man, I got to work out. Oh, but I have a place I can put Johnny on the iPad. That is a – to me, that's a very – why wouldn't you have a at least a kid's area? You do childcare, awesome, but at least a kid's area where they can go, be, chill, and mom can come get her workout in. You're going to get – you're going to capture those clients now because, like, I got a place I can bring my kids showers – I, definitely important, man. I feel you. It's, it, it is. But, dude, I know a lot of gyms that have 150, 200 members, and they don't have a shower. And people come work out at 5 a.m., right? It's not it's not a make or break. You can do fine. You can make a million dollars without a shower. Yeah. yeah. Is it a good thing? Yes. Is it smart to have a shower? Yes. Is it necessary to have a shower in order to be successful? No. Is it necessary to have a system in place that can bring you people on demand as you need and keep your clients and your, your income going up and keep you on a positive trajectory. Cause here's the deal. If you're not ringing the bell, you know, like if you, if you're, if your client acquisition isn't going up and your bottom line isn't going up every single month, then that, first of all, here's, here's the problem with a lot of CrossFit gym owners. That's not alarming enough to you. 
if you're not growing and, you, and your average number of members aren't going up, you're losing. You should feel like you're losing, and that should piss you off enough to where you go, oh, I need to get a system. Like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to graduate here and get off of the milk and start eating some meat and start getting what I need coming into my system, into my mind, into my heart, so that I can then turn around and put that out. Because whatever comes in is what comes out. That's in your mind, your heart, your relationships, your business. Get it in there. So don't buy the shower. I'll say all that to say don't buy the shower, buy the system. It, it's a no-brainer. Like You don't even have to think about it. Buy the system, launch the system, and buy the shower in six weeks and have a lot more money. Because you can't have a $1 million gym without a system. You can't. It, that, that will not happen. You cannot have it without the system. That is, that is 100% true. And, and getting, it, like, there's a great way to think about it. Is a shower going to get me to, let's say our gym, let's say your gym cleared 400000 this year, right? Say you're at 400000 Is the shower going to take my gym to 750000 this year? If the answer is no, then invest first in what will. And it's a system. It's upgrading your system, your mindset, and your tribe. And most people don't have a built-in tribe and world-class mentors and people they can rub elbows with and, and do things with. And, dude, the affiliate pages are awesome, but 90% of that's just bitching, moaning, and complaining and a lot of infighting. People griping, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. You're an idiot. I'm smart. I'm the smartest guy on here. Like those are a great place to be, and sometimes you get that. But if you're watching this and you're a gym owner, dude, you know, man, like that's all that's going on there. A bunch of downgrading, some good stuff every now and then, but it's a bunch of complaining, man. Um, you need a place where you can grow, where you can become a product of your environment. You need to place yourself in that spot where you're around people who are going to tell you you're wrong. That's another problem. A lot of gym owners, dude, you came from employee mindset. You don't want to hear that you're wrong or accept the fact that you might be wrong. But if you want to be exceptional, you want an exceptional business. You've got to do things that other people don't. You know what? Average people, they don't ever actually accept that maybe they're wrong or maybe they're not the smartest guy in the room. And if you are the smartest guy in the room or you think you are, number one, you're not. Get some humility. Number two, if you really maybe truly are most of the time, you're in the wrong room. So you need another room where you're going to learn some stuff. Humble yourself. Get right. Get around some people. Get in a tribe where you can grow and you're in an environment. You own a business now. It is necessary and crucial and critical to your success that you place yourself in a right environment. And that's what max out really is. So, and it just happens to give you all the tools that are badass. And the people who are the nerds like Remy here who can talk up and make programs. He's always advancing it. He's not content to just sit with it as the same whenever it needs to be upgraded or changed or the market tweaks or the market changes. He changes it. He upgrades it. He fixes it. He responds to it. Okay. He's not content just to leave the system the same. It's what works best right now. Okay. Let's do that. So, yeah. Exactly. Golden nuggets right there. <laughs> so, guys, anything you would like to add, Chris? Um, man, I don't know. Let's see. What did I have? I wrote some notes when I was sitting here. Let's see if there's anything important I hadn't already said. It was uh, good already. Uh, guys, if you are interested by the Max Out Charging program, just drop a comment below this video. You can also contact Chris. You can contact Steph. You can contact me. Just send us a message. And we'll have a chat, right? Uh, and we'll just chat and we'll guide you in the right direction. We'll steer you in the right direction. If you're a right fit for the program, we will gladly invite you into our program. If you're not, we'll, we'll steer you in the right direction so that we'll help you. Yep, absolutely. 
All right. So Chris, thank you for your time today. This was amazing. <clears throat> we hope that all of our listeners leave feeling encouraged um, and execute on the things that you said because those are keys to success right there. Yep. The next, the next 90 days are going to pass anyway. They're going to come. They're going to go. What are you going to do different? Yep. Yeah. What are you going to do? Chris, thank you so much. Awesome. We'll chat soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Bye, guys. See you. Bye.